Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, hey, hey. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna oh, freeze. Wait. <laughs> Tonight at the main event, what do we have? Who do we have? You know what it is. It's Taco Tuesday. Welcome to the Points in the Paint podcast, everybody. This is the, uh, what is this, Zach, the coronavirus edition, the social distancing edition? This is the social distance as far as it can go. I don't even know how far we are from each other. We're probably like 20 <laughs> miles away, probably like 20 miles away from each other. So that's yeah. about as social distance as we can get. <laughs> yeah, more than the uh, more than the six feet that they tell you. So we're we're doing all right. We're we're staying healthy, and we hope everyone is social distancing, staying healthy themselves. But we figured with not a lot, obviously no NBA games going on, but there's still a lot of NBA news going on. So we figured we'd try to put out a podcast and kind of talk about everything that's happened. And man, what it's been the past week and a half and it's felt like it's been the last two months of things going on, but it's only been a week yeah, and a half. Been, it feels, it feels so like it's been way longer. Like you said, like three months, man, it's been, it's been a struggle out here. <laughs> no sports, like no sports, like none. You can't even satisfy yeah. for like some bowling on a Sunday. <laughs> Man, what I wouldn't give for bowling on a Sunday right now, for being honest. Um, so we'll try to continue this podcast, at least for this episode, as as we normally would. And whatever happens in the coming weeks, hopefully we'll, we'll do another podcast or two. And then by that time, hopefully the NBA is back. So uh, we're hoping on that route. But we'll start with the uh, first of the big three. The big three. And Zach, that's going to be uh, right now, just taking a look at the coronavirus. It's impact on the NBA uh, because they were the first, I guess, major professional league in, in the United States to, yeah, to just say we're done. And that was after Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus and the, um, the trainer uh, for the jazz sprinted on the court before that happened to, to tell the team to stop that he tested positive. So it was really like a last second thing, almost a literal last second thing. And then from there kind of cascaded, NBA stopped, uh, the uh, MLB postponed some of the games, pushed back opening day, NHL canceled their games. And it was kind of a, yeah, XFL. Everything just kind of stopped, and it's been been weird ever since. There's been no sports, no basketball, no nothing. Uh, We later found out, you know, that even other players around the NBA also tested positive for the coronavirus. I mean, even a teammate of Rudy Gobert's, uh, Donovan Mitchell, you know, he also tested positive. And then Marcus Smart, Kevin Durant, and then there's been also other other teams that have uh, been suffered from this uh, coronavirus as well. Like the Denver Nuggets have disclosed uh, 
who they had in their organization test positive, but also the Detroit Pistons own uh, Christian Our boy Wood. Christian Wood, yeah. Yeah, he tested positive as well. So, yeah, it's been uh, tough, but there's been also other uh, sports that have been affected by this too as well uh, around the U.S. in terms of like major sports. So even like coaches like Sean Payton, he's uh, tested positive as well. So, yeah, it's been weird, man. <laughs> It is. There's been a lot of NFL news too, though, but this is points in the paint. (laughs) Yes, the NFL has kind of held us through at least the past week with free agency, but I mean, the NBA has just completely stopped. And like you said, with Rudy Gobert, I mean, it's interesting because you see how this virus kind of moves through. And Rudy Gobert, all of the teams that he played, or Donovan Mitchell as well, played in the last two weeks before he tested positive. They had to test their players, and some of them were positive. The Nuggets or the um, the Nets played the Jazz a, a week or two before this all happened, and you saw the Nets, four players tested positive. So it, you could just see how quickly it spreads. But I do, I think it's great, it's, it's great that these players, first of all, are saying that they have it and that they come out and they post on Twitter or, or Instagram or whatever, and they say, listen, I had it, which means you can get it. Make sure you, you know, take the proper precautions and things like that. And they're educating people for it. Yeah, I think that's very uh that's very worthy of them to do, you know, unless the world know that, you know, they're not panicking or anything like that or rich or they're not in a deadly situation either. So, you know, with that being said, you know, I think it really helps, you know, the, you know, American public, you know, or general public, not even just the American public, but, you know, everyone worldwide because the NBA is global and it's a global game. But it just helps to show, you know, other other leagues across the, you know, internationally, you know, international leagues, FIBA, everything else to really take, you know, this serious and really take precaution. And I think uh, they've done that, too, around the uh, around the world as well. I think other sports have been put on hold and put on pause. Yeah, and the big thing that we obviously didn't mention since we're an NBA podcast is the NCAA tournament obviously was canceled because of this, and and all of March Madness was stopped. And you just have to feel for some of those draft prospects in college basketball that make a big impact every single year. We see it in in March Madness where college players who maybe a lot of people haven't heard of or were smaller role players on their team suddenly have this just amazing run in March, and, and it helps them get drafted. Improves their draft stock. Some guys may be teetering down and, you know, in the second round and, or, you know, like you said, they may not even be heard of, but then you got guys like Dante DiVincenzo who sparks, you know, a huge game against uh, Michigan in the final four championship goes for 30 points and becomes a late first round pick. So, you know, you never know what can really happen with the player, you know, guys like, you know, Cassius Winston, who you never know, you know, where his draft stock may be because of how long he's been, you know, he's a senior. So you never know if he becomes like second round or first round and he could have showed, he could have showed teams, you know, Obi Toppin. He could have been, you know, who knows? He He's projected to be a lottery pick, but who's to say he doesn't show, you know, a great performance in the tournament and he ends up being top 10 or top five in the in the NBA draft. So you just never know, like, you know, all these different talented players in college that were going into the tournament with uh with high expectations or, you know, or high, uh you know, just. High ceilings, yeah. Yeah, you know, just high ceilings, you know, just to you know, just to produce uh, into those six games, well, potential six games, you know, that they're all chasing for. So, man, it's a tough break all across the board. You know, it's a trickle effect, you know. It just all teeters down from every sport and how it can affect everyone, money-wise and everything. We're going to talk about that, too. Yeah, and this is, I think, where we're going to see what separates the GM men from the GM boys because when the upcoming draft happens, whenever it happens, whether if it's, normally on time in June or if they have to push it back whenever it may be, 
a lot of these general managers make their final uh, lists, make their final choices based on what happens uh, in part in March Madness. So now that we don't have that, we're really going to see which general managers are really prepared, which ones are, are really good at drafting the talent that they know are going to be talent without seeing these players play in the postseason. So that's, yeah. I think that's going to have a big impact because some of these general managers may be better, much better than others at, at establishing and, and seeing talent during the regular season of college basketball, which is hard to do because college basketball regular season is, is so unpredictable. And you, and you really do see what players you want when the pressure is on. And, and that's when a lot of teams make their decisions based on how they play in March Madness. So this is going to have a profound impact um, not only on the draft prospects themselves, but these NBA teams who try to evaluate them. It's just so tough, man, you know, with this NCAA tournament being gone. And it's just so many, like, just so many different guys from different uh, different teams. So, like, Nico Mannion, you know, I think he was a guy that really needed the NCAA tournament to really show teams that he could be, you know, a lottery pick or a first-round guy. And then Sadiq Bay from Villanova, that was a guy that I thought – also needed the NCAA tournament as long, you know, as well as like Jordan Noah, you know, he's played phenomenal, but, you know, in college, but in order to really show something, you know, and be a first round pick, which I don't think he is right now, but I thought he was a guy that also needed the NCAA tournament, although Louisville basketball has played, you know, phenomenal. And then another guy that, that's on a really good team and they've had a very successful year and we've covered them, you know, stadium has done a great job of covering this uh, program and that's San Diego state and that's Malachi Flynn. You know, he's led that team to a, you know, a great record, you know, winning, winning 30 games. And it's just like, we don't get to see what they do in the tournament now. You know, it's just, it sucks because guys can't, you know, it misses out on money. Like this is a, this can be a money situation too. Guys don't get a chance to get guaranteed contracts and, you know, it just affects, you know, livelihoods, you know, because of this, coronavirus man and it's just it's unfortunate Ben you know yeah it's I'm I'm very interested to see kind of how this impacts the draft and and some of these GMs evaluating talent in the future but we'll go on to um our number two of uh the big three and that has to deal with Adam Silver and I think even going into this whole debacle Adam Silver was probably regarded as as one of the best uh, people to head sports in terms of in terms of leadership style and and likability and everything like that. So I think his his levels yeah, of likability were pretty high. Yeah, I mean he, he's done a very good job at, at the top of the NBA, and I think his leadership throughout this whole thing has just grown um, to to be, make people respect him and, and like him a lot more. Like we said, NBA was the first league to stop playing to say we are done. We're not even not playing without fans. We are just done trying to stop the spread of this thing. He reacted quickly. And then in an interview with Rachel Nichols that he had um, a couple days ago, I mean, maybe it was a couple weeks ago. It feel everything is kind of blending together at this point, but this happened. <laughs> it just feels so long, right? I know this happened. What four? I think this happened four days ago. Um, and he, and he sounded educated. He knew when to say he wasn't sure about anything. And he obviously had some nuance to all of his ideas that he had. So the fact that he has was all those three and, and he was very well-spoken, well-thought-through ideas and plans, I think it just shows that he is the most prepared guy in probably all of sports right now. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, he took charge, you know, off the off the rip, you know, cancel games while they were going, cancel games that were getting ready to go. Like, he took the initiative to stop everything and, 
and like the the sports world was really out of shock when it really took place because like it was just so shocking and then like those next what i would say what 12 hours were just so crazy because going into the next day and all the everything the topics and you know in the morning for all the morning shows and just how it just impact everything it's just like you have nothing now there's nothing to talk about there's nothing to discuss or anything, but Adam Silver, you know, he feels our pain, you know, he knows that like, you know, NBA fans are at home and, you know, there's nothing on TV, there's nothing for them to enjoy, there's their favorite players they don't get to see, and so for him to, you know, even be able to be heartfelt and address, you know, address the fans in that manner says a lot about Adam Silver, man. And I think also the possible, the, the, the fact that he's open to different possibilities. He talked about the Elam ending, which we saw in the All-Star game, which was a huge success, where you just have that set number where both teams are trying to get to. He said that's a possibility for something they may do uh, to finish this season quicker, which, I mean, this kind of blends with um, our third of the big three. But, I mean, that is kind of where where does it go from here? There's a lot of different opportunities that there's a lot of different uh, type of endings that both Adam Silver brought up and that a lot of pundits brought up. But I mean, Zach, there is, there's an endless amount of things that can happen, right? This, the NBA can start up back in June when everything is, is hopefully dying down and we've been able to flatten the curve a little bit with, with coronavirus and people can go out or at least they can have games without fans. And so they start the games up in June or it may last until the fall. What happens then? Or they may start earlier than that without fans in, in mid May or late May. So, I mean, what, what, what exactly do you want to see happen? Because there's a lot of possibilities, including which we obviously do not want to happen, but including canceling the season. Well, they might have just to have like a this is what I think. And this is just going off the top of my head. I am a believer of the idea of having a like a, when, they, when they return, when it's when everyone's able to play, have like a two week training camp, you know, to get everybody back in, you know, game shape. And let's just go straight to the playoffs. Like, we, we don't even cancel the season <laughs> or anything. Like, we just go straight to the playoffs with, you know, with how it is right now. And that's going to be unfortunate for some teams that we may have probably wanted to be at a higher seed or lower seed or even to make the playoffs like the Portland Trailblazers, you know. You know, my boy Dane, may, you know, may not make the playoffs with this, you that's know, scenario that I have. And that is going to be tough. But at the same time, you know, we don't really have much time with, you know, we don't know how long this is going to last. NBA draft, you know, the the things that, you know, those NCAA guys have to turn around and do, the guys coming over from overseas and they, what they have to do, you know, in order to be cleared to come over here and everything else. So there's just so much delay that I don't think we cancel the season, but we can definitely go straight to the playoffs after like a two-week training camp to get the guys back in game shape. Yeah, I, I think that would – I don't know if they go straight to the playoffs. I think that would be really interesting. I mean, you have the East is, is pretty much settled in terms of teams making the playoffs, and the West is where it gets a little bit more tricky. You've got four teams within four games of that eighth spot, um, so that could get a little bit tricky. But yeah, I, I don't think you get a lot of pushback nice. from people. They're right there, they are. Right they're, there. they're 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 three and a half <laughs> games back of that eighth spot with the Grizzlies, so they still have a shot at it, but. I mean, I think that could be an opportunity. That could be an option, just starting the playoffs right away. Because, I mean, there's been also talk of starting the NBA season later on, right? They don't want to interfere with the NFL, exactly. or they don't want they don't want the NFL to interfere with them. I think is the right way to put that. The NFL takes up so many eyeballs that you just you want to start it later on. And people have been saying for the past couple years, at least, and, and maybe even before that, start the NBA season on Christmas. I mean, it's already the NBA's day on Christmas. 
might as well start the NBA season on Christmas. They would get a ton of viewership anyway. They would get a ton of excitement surrounding it. There's already excitement surrounding Christmas Day games. Might as well start the season on Christmas, go through, you know, what, June, maybe July a little bit with that, and you have some summer basketball. I mean, people people would love to watch basketball in the summer. you got baseball, but baseball doesn't have as big of a monopoly on, on the week as the NFL does, and that may be an option. You extend the season now, you play it a little bit later, play it through July and August, have the off season, and then start, start it up on Christmas. Yeah, see, that's what I like. Uh, to push it towards December. And, you know, I didn't know what that specific date, but I mean, obviously that's the perfect day for, you know, to have it on, have it on yeah. Christmas, starting on, starting NBA on Christmas Day. That'd be perfect. You know, just have a straight line of games, you know, to get the day started, starting at 11 o'clock central time, you know, and just, it'll be, amazing. Um, it'll be right. Like you said, it'll be amazing. And get the Lakers versus Clippers on Christmas Day, like you just get all these crazy games, you know, just all these different crazy scenarios would have you. Houston Rockies versus the Thunder, or, you know, you just never know what you would have. You would have Zion or maybe Zion versus LeBron on Christmas Day, right? Like, so you just you just <laughs> never know what what the scenario could really be. But, you know, just making sure that they're not playing in empty arenas because that's something that I don't want to have to take place either because a lot of NBA guys have even came out like LeBron James and even said that I'm not playing in no empty arena. Like, you got to have the fans there, and I think that's important too. So I don't think to be a – I hope that, you know, they'll be able to play and fill arenas with fans, too, you know, at least. Yeah, that we hope. I hope so, too. And, and the thing is, if they have to play a week or two without fans, that's fine. I, I'm okay with that. You get some basketball. You get stuff to bet on. <laughs> you get a little bit returned back to normalcy with, with stuff like that. So if they have to play, you know, a week or two without fans, I, I think I'm okay with that. But, I you know, I don't want to see the playoffs without fans. If you have to, you have to. But that would – that would be really sad. Yeah, that brings <laughs> a whole another. Them. Yeah, that brings a whole another element to the game too. NBA playoffs does. with fans. So yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I hope not. Got to have the other. And the other thing people were suggesting, and this was uh, more tongue in cheek, but I think I would be a big fan of watching this: is have the players play 2K and just play as themselves on 2K, and have the guys play kind of like esports, where it's the team against the team. You know, you know, you'd have the Bulls against the Pacers, but. The Bulls would each be playing as themselves on the game online, and you'd have the Pacers playing online, playing as themselves. Who who wouldn't want to see that? A little that 2K between be, the guys. So hilarious because, like, at that point, it would I don't even know. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's so funny. Like, How would that would go? Really, I mean, like, they, they would, would get really so many viewers. No, they would be really running plays. <laughs> like, that's so funny. And you have to control yourself. And, then, like, you know, yeah. like, if you're like that seventh man or like that sixth man, like and you, let's say like you're really good at 2K, but like your player is only like a 78, and you only control him, so you only limited to do so much <laughs> for the team. Like it's just so that would be just so many different funny scenarios, and then like like, like let's better than this. Like let's say Kawhi Leonard never played NBA 2K ever, and then he has to play as himself, and he like. So you just never know what would take place. Like, it'd be hilarious. Right. But, but I know these guys would probably go crazy with themselves. Like, Lou Williams, he he seems like a gamer. So I'm pretty sure, like, he no, would go for, like, everything. 50 at with himself. The whole, actually, the whole game plan would probably change depending on each team, each scenario, depending on the level of talent of guys who know how to play oh, NBA 2K. <laughs> so, that would yeah, that would be a yeah, that'll be a whole other crazy scenario for real. <laughs> I wonder I wonder who some of the better two K players in the NBA are. I bet Lou Will is pretty good. I know I think either McCollum or Lillard, I think, plays 
a little bit on 2K. LeBron, I, I, LeBron was playing over the summer when he, um, he was playing, I think, two summers ago when he signed with the Lakers. I think he showed like an Instagram video or something of him playing with Anthony Davis. Uh, or it must have been yep. last year. So it was him playing with Anthony Davis last summer, and he was saying, "Oh, look at look at what we're gonna do! Yeah, look at how amazing this is gonna yep. be!" And it was just him throwing alley oops to Anthony Davis. So I think LeBron knows how to play a little bit of two K. I think that would listen. Towns, it's uh, not fair if LeBron is good at two K as well as actual NBA. Good. That oh, would yeah. make me. That would make. Then he got to play as himself too. That would be yeah. That would be oh, bad. that's that's unfair. At least <laughs> let me be better at LeBron than two K. That just let me have that. That's that's all I need. But it was funny because Aaron Fox he tweeted 2K is a trash game. Trash game. Why we don't so like he wouldn't it. even want to. So he probably wouldn't want to play or play as himself. And then you got, but you got other guys that are uh, good at 2K though. Like you got a uh, Ben Simmons, he's pretty good. Oh yeah. Uh, Car Anthony Towns, he plays oh, a he lot. Oh, he's hard. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Hart. We saw that Josh Hart. He games. Uh, who else? I know that would really be a big, big difference between the older and younger players. Because there's true. no way like Vince Carter plays 2K. No, there's no I would way. I would be shocked. But like John ja Morant, oh, I could see John ja Morant being great at 2K. Oh yeah, he definitely plays 2K. He definitely play, yeah, he plays 2K. He's just he's recent. He's he's in that tier of just getting out of college, you know. So yeah, he definitely plays 2K. Uh, let me think. That, Who else? Well, Who else see. We play? they gotta. That's the thing too. Is listen, if you're an NBA player, stream yourself playing 2K. You know how many people would want to watch that. I would watch hours of NBA players playing 2K against each other. Hours against themselves. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty good. Pretty oh, De- entertaining. Devin Booker's probably he would be the weirdest 2K player because he would play exactly how he plays. He would just jack up shots with himself, and he'd probably make them. He Same probably would Young. make them though. And Trey Young. And Trey Young would drop all the dimes to John oh. Collins, and John Collins would just look to catch alleys the whole game. <laughs> this Trey Young would be the one to play against Man. because he would be 2K. someone who wants to jack up shots. But he also his player can make them, <laughs> so it'd be so annoying. NBA players turning this, turning the rest of the season into the two K league, and they gotta play as themselves. Man, this is so hilarious because, like the bad teams, the bad teams were bad ratings. So like oh, the yeah. ones with seventy sevens as starters, or like seventy eights and seventy fives, and then the seventy two guys or the guys rated seventy three are coming off the bench. They're gonna get blown out and they have to play as themselves, man. Yeah. That's torture. <laughs> we would we would see so many frustrated people. <laughs> Enormously frustrated people. It would that be wild. You, that makes you want to go look at NBA two K guys ratings right now. Oh I know. I really we we should have really before the see, show. I really want to see that. Because we'll guys have to, so we'll have to try to get that started. Oh, man. Just, yeah, someone comes in and they're like a 77, and they just cannot get their shot going. That would frustrate the hell out of them. But then, like, this, but then like Zion playing as Zion. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> it's unfair. This is so crazy. Yeah, I think we've got to get that going. Start, like, a hashtag or something. Maybe some of the players will do it. Or if maybe De'Aaron Fox is right. Maybe every NBA player thinks 2K is trash, which, you know, maybe it is. I'm not saying it isn't trash, but as someone who has struggled with 2K, I'm going to say it is trash and not that I'm a bad 2K player. That's where I'm going to go. I'm pretty. I'm decent. I'm decent on a good day. I'm well, bad on a bad day, though. <laughs> point, points in the paint podcast, uh, 2K. Yeah, 2K, 2K edition. Oh, yeah, 2K League. Oh, yeah, we definitely should do that. There we we definitely, yeah, we, yeah, I like that idea for sure. Something to but keep see, you have, But see, that's the problem. This is the problem, audience. This is the problem with Mr. Ben. Mr. Ben Wittenstein just so happens to have an Xbox instead of a PlayStation. Oh. So 
we're just two, we're just not going to be two peas in a pod. <laughs> so that's, that's our next episode is Xbox versus PlayStation. Points in the pay podcast, debating Ooh, it out. Wait. Let's debate it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, we'll move on to, uh, we'll do stat, stat of the week. Um, and actually these stats of the week, it's good. Are it's positive. good stats yeah, of the week. It's pretty positive. Good. Uh, because <laughs> with something like this, you have a lot of these, um, arena workers and part-time staffers who are working at these arenas, uh, obviously have no jobs now with the NBA or NHL not playing in the arena. And you have to give a little bit of credit to Mark Cuban, who who started this idea when he was interviewed on television. Right away. Yeah. During that game, yeah, without being prompted, he said, you know, we have to get these staffers paid. We have to get them financial support. And he started it and made just a whole, again, a domino effect of, of people. You have the Atlanta Hawks. The CEO said um, that if we shut down, we're going to take care of our part-time employees. And I think most of the NBA teams, now that I'm looking through the list, have said they are going to, in some way, support some, uh, their part-time workers or their full-time workers or whoever's working in the arena. But then you also have the players coming out and saying that they're support, which is yeah, awesome. Kevin Love. Yeah, I, I like the fact that Kevin Love was, like, one of the first players. So, I believe, what, donated, what, like, 100000 And then I believe Giannis donated 100000 for the for the Bucks, and then Carlton Towns, he donated 100000 for Minnesota staff and everything. So it's been pretty good. You know, for these uh, NBA players, these great NBA players, too, like the ones that are, you know, the faces of their teams and everything to really step up and do a good job by, you know, donating for, uh, you know, the employees who deserve it because they're going to be out of work because there are no games. Yeah. And it was uh, Zion actually said it was a 19 year old kid announced on Instagram that he's going to help cover the salaries of all workers at the Smoothie King Center. And shame on the Pelicans, too, because after he did this, the Pelicans came out and said, you know, we tried to do it but we don't. We're just a tenant in the building, so it's hard to figure it out. But somehow a 19-year-old rookie was able to figure out how to pay him. So it really made the Pelicans look real bad, their ownership and their and their GM look look real bad. Um, mostly their ownership, probably not their GM, but their ownership. But Zion coming out and saying he's going to try to support as many people as he can who, who are working at the Smoothie King Center. So, I mean, as much as we have, what, pooped on Zion and, and <laughs> have been doubters, you really have to give him respect for doing this. I mean, this is this is tremendous leadership from him. Yeah, and he's only, like you said, he's only 19. So for him to be able to just step up and do something like that, you know, with he has other guys on the team who's gotten top dollar money already, you know, who've been paid. And, you know, they could have done something too. But for, you know, a young rookie, you know, who hasn't even played, what, 20 games in the NBA decides, okay, you know, this is affecting people. You know, that I could, that come out and see me play or, you know, work here in this arena. I got to do something about it. And that's what Zion did. So it's a huge, you know, round of applause, you know, for, uh, Mr. Williamson for him to do that. And I'm, I'm all for it. And I hope other teams and other guys be able to step up too and, you know, keep pushing for, you know, more money to be put in these uh, people's pockets as they sit at home during this, uh, coronavirus crisis. Yeah, and the Pelicans owner eventually did. He set up a fund, uh, the Gail Benson Community Assistance Fund, donating a million dollars, helping the workers and those impacted by coronavirus in the greater New Orleans area. So the owner for the Pelicans, Gail Benson, did step up eventually um, after sending out a very weird tone-deaf letter on Twitter. So so luckily he was able to, to finally step up. And you mentioned Carl Anthony Towns. He's donating. He wasn't donating to workers, but he's donating 100000 to the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota to help aid because uh, they're looking at cures for coronavirus. So a lot of these players, and this, there's a whole list on, on CBS Sports if you want to look at it. Um, there's a lot of MLB players 
that are helping out as well. Jason Hayward is donating $200,000 uh, to coronavirus relief. So it's just a lot of these athletes, I think it's awesome, coming together, giving their money to, to help a greater cause, to help people and workers who work at their games uh, make it through unemployment for a couple months. Yeah, you very uh, you hit the nail in the coffin because, you know what I'm saying, even the Bulls, you know, the same arena where we're at, you know, they're playing their uh, employees, too, as if they're getting paid, you know, on the day of game days for both Blackhawks and, you know, the Chicago Bulls. So, you know, that's a terrific job by them, you know, and other 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 guys are, you know, contributing too as well on other different teams and other CEOs. And like you said, you know, other sports worlds are doing a good job as well. I haven't really heard much from the NFL just yet, but I'm sure we'll probably hear something soon with uh, everything mm-hmm. going on with them, with, with everything coming up with draft and everything. So they'll probably start doing something for, those who are going to be affected by that in the near future for them as well. Yeah. And, and hopefully this is all over by the time the NFL season starts. So they'll be able to uh, pay the workers at their stadiums. Normally we, we hope. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. And we'll, all right. So let's, let's go on to uh, NBA Twitter and man, NBA Twitter has been talking a lot this week. What it do, baby? That's all we got, yeah. all we got is for NBA Twitter to, just, to see what everybody's doing, to see see what's going on. And people have been doing some crazy stuff in their homes, Ben. <laughs> they have. This <laughs> is this is the stuff. time we're seeing. Um, it's tough. And see, with celebrities, I laugh very hard at these celebrity videos because, I mean, they're they're able to be in quarantine in these huge houses, hanging out. They have yep. family. They've got staff there. I don't necessarily feel bad for them saying that they're bored in quarantine but for athletes that's true especially nba players i definitely feel bad for them because these are people especially now this is like the towards the the tip-top climax of the season when you're making a push for the playoffs these players now have to just sit in their houses they can't even go to different places to work out they have to work out at home if they have a gym at home um they, they barely leave their house i mean these are players that were running and gunning and now they're just completely stopped so so i understand them doing weird stupid so, funny uh, stuff on video push-up challenges <laughs> yeah. like push-up challenges going out there on twitter and instagram and this social media world i've seen a handful of those, a handful of those i don't know if you have but i have i've seen a yeah. ton of those uh did you see trey young <laughs> trey young dropping three-point shooting contest with his socks into a wastebasket that was always fun zach levine playing with his dog i didn't even know he had a dog I think that's awesome. He's got an adorable little, I think it's a pit bull. He was playing one-on-one with his pit bull on his court in the backyard. LeBron, man, did you watch any of that LeBron Instagram live where he was hanging out with his family drinking wine? Yeah, and he was talking about the days in Miami on IG Live, yeah. And his wife uh, answering all these questions about, like, him knowing about, uh, what did he say? He knew, because this woman was like, all praise to LeBron for him knowing about humidity and women's hair. And that was just hilarious to see that, too. And that, yeah, he said that, that family. Someone asked him if he missed the Miami. He's like, yeah, I miss Miami. And then his wife goes, I really miss Miami. And I think he said, but you, you hated the humidity because your hair. <laughs> and yep. she goes, oh, yeah, that's you true. Yep. And then, like, have you just seen their family, you know, since all this coronavirus situation, how they've kind of kept, you know, the NBA world entertained, to say the least, especially the the daughter, you know, Zuri, you know, with her dancing. And then they've been dancing in the videos and everything with TikTok making the TikTok videos, and it's been uh, quite fun to see. I don't know if you've seen those, but I've seen them all, yes. and they've been quite entertaining, to say the least. Yeah, no, LeBron is doing a great job. It's, it's, I mean, it's great to see him just kind of hanging out with his family and 
drinking wine and I mean he's he's very much wants to get back on the court but he is living a great life right now just living his best life <laughs> looking right retired. Now, absolutely. <laughs> he saw right. Steph he playing looked- golf. Yeah, he's looking retired. He's just kind of this is what retired life is going to be. Half drunk and <laughs> hanging out with the family. <laughs> uh, like yeah. Steph playing golf at his house. It must be the life, right? To be able to just play golf yeah. in your crib. <laughs> just hanging out, playing golf. Yeah, I mean, I, we're, I'm expecting a lot more NBA players to be posting content, uh, whether it be Instagram lives or videos of them doing dumb stuff at their house during quarantine. It's fun. It's it's fun to see them just kind of doing the same stuff we have to do, which is stay at home and figure out how to entertain yourself. And they're doing the same exact thing. Yep, they're living their normal lives. Well, they're living living as normal as we are, as they possibly can. In the sense, you know, they're all on video games. The young guys, uh, even though De'Aaron Fox doesn't like 2K, I believe he was playing Call of Duty, which is that's all right. You know, I love me some Call of Duty too. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because I know you play, right? I I'm downloading it actually, the new uh, Warzone or whatever it is. Um, Awesome. Trying to get back on that Call of Duty grind. Yeah, so that means you and I can play even after this podcast. We can play. There we go. Oh, you can play cross-platform? That's awesome. Yeah, you can definitely play cross-platform. So we can do that. And I got some buddies looking to play. And so we can get it going, too. And maybe we can even find some of these NBA players to play (laughs) with and see if we we can uh, try to reach reach out to them, maybe Josh Hart or somebody. That would be amazing. I would. Right. If I play with an NBA (laughs) player, that'd be it. That'd be the peak quarantine right there. <laughs> right. And then we'd have to we'd have to tell him to subscribe to the Points of the Point podcast. podcast. Exactly. And share it. <laughs> and then we're good. Yeah. Uh the other thing that people were talking about on Twitter was uh the big three, which is that um that uh, league where you have the uh, retired NBA players uh like just retired or like retired for a couple of years, they're playing three on three tournaments, so you have some you know, some of those older players uh, playing and it's been on TV for the past few years. Ice Cube runs it and everything. They said that they're going to try to come back and play a tournament in April uh, for people to watch because there's probably still not going to be sports in mid-April. But they were talking yep. about having a big three tournament where all the players have been tested. They stay at the same house um, and they they put cameras inside the house so you can kind of make it a big reality TV show with all these NBA big three players playing basketball and hanging out in the same house. And you know what's funny? Uh, they've done some intriguing things with the big three, so it's not just going to be always about, like, you know, the retirement league. And I think uh, even Ice Cube even said that, like, he doesn't want to showcase this as being, like, the retirement league or anything anymore with, like, the older guys. So he's he's uh, made the age range, you know, at a younger age. So I believe it's, what, 22 now as opposed to being, like, 27 is 22. So it gives opportunity for guys to really showcase their talent and even get contracts you know, overseas or even find them find themselves a way to get on a G League team or something, you know, just with some film. Because even, uh, you know, what's his name that was in the big three and he was killing it this, this yeah, uh, past summer. Yeah, Joe Johnson. And he ended up going and got a little spring, not spring, but uh, like a training camp with the Detroit Pistons before ultimately being cut. But he still got that opportunity based off, you know, showing that he still had something left in the tank. And I still think Joe Johnson has something left in the tank based off, you know, what we saw, you know, last summer. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I mean, he's someone who he's always going to be able to hit the big shot. He may not be able to run up and down the court, but he'll be able to hit that shot. That's for sure. Exactly. And that's always important. So like, exactly. And so with the big three and Ice Cube, you know, other things – that he's really planning to do 
is to not have, you know, with this coronavirus situation, he's not going to have all the games and all these different arenas across the country, but he's going to try to have, you know, at least six games be in, you know, smaller arenas or like, you know, smaller gyms for these guys to be able to and still get paid, you know, to be able to still get paid and still be televised and everything, but just in smaller venues. And I think that's uh, what he's planning to do. And it's going to be pretty good because they're even introducing other aspects to the big three, like the fireball. And that's something that's going to be interesting as well, because you know, they can play one-on-one Ben. Mm. Uh, it's, oh, that's man, the scenario. That's so like, if that's the, if there's a foul, you, know, you don't want the team to take, to have the ball back. You call one-on-one with that guy. So it's oh, going to be interesting awesome. with the big three. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting for to see how that transpires too. When a league ultimately comes back, I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah, I, I am too. I mean, it says the the plan that they put out says players would be under isolation in a large house with a basketball court that would feature seven rounds of games on that court, all in Los Angeles, and include 16 to 22 players who have tested negative for the coronavirus. So you'd have up to 22 people all living in the same house, playing basketball, shown on TV. I am all for that in mid-April when there's still no sports. Yeah, you got to give it something, right? Something's better. Absolutely. Something's better than nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. All so, right, like, so that is most of our. Yeah, so that is most of our sports stuff. So yeah, what what have what have I been watching? And what man, it's been a lot. And I I watched a lot of stuff even before this. So I've, I exhausted a lot of my TV viewing. So if anyone wants suggestions, um, I guess on Netflix. There's obviously a ton of things you can watch on Netflix, but if you haven't seen some of the shows, I recommend it. There's shows like Better Call Saul, which I've loved a lot. Um, if you like Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul is kind of the spinoff show for that. I think there's four. Oh, they have a spinoff. Hmm. Yeah, they had know. a spinoff with um, with Saul Goodman, the lawyer, and it is tremendous. It is almost just as good as Breaking Bad in terms of fun characters, storylines, action in, in the show. Uh, Break, or Better Call Saul is phenomenal. Ozark is great with Jason Bateman. Um, that is that is also on Netflix. Highly recommend that. They're going to have a new season coming out, I think, in the next either day or two um, from when we're recording this on Sunday, maybe in the next week. Um, we'll have to see when it says the new one is coming out. But um, it's been those are two shows I highly recommend. Those could take up a lot of your time. Man, for me, I've been watching some of everything. I'm all over the place, Ben. And you remember that show I told you about when we were talking yesterday? When I mm-hmm. tell you I'm still watching that show, like the TV basically hasn't really turned off and it's yeah. still going from the time that I talked to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's basically still going. Like, oh, wait, it stopped, but like it's still going. Basically, like that's how many episodes that I've been watching since the point you've talked to me yesterday, which was basically was nearly 24 hours ago. So that just shows you how many episodes that I've seen so far since being on the phone with you yesterday. And that's Black Lightning, crazy sci-fi, weird show, superheroes, uh, weird uh, drugs that turn you into superhero, turn you into super strength mm-hmm. and villains. And it's all over the place. It's weird, but it's pretty cool. And then there's uh, All-American, a football show, a high school football team and uh, schools and uh, these kids. It's a great show. And I know that's that one's pretty popular on Netflix. I believe it's it's like top five, like during the day at the past, like four or five days so it's three seasons of that so if anyone wants to watch all american on netflix that's a great show and uh i think you were telling me something about you were watching something sports related on hbo uh there well i have to finish up the barbershop series for lebron 
highly recommend okay, that yeah, to that's anyone. That's what it was. Yep. If, yeah, if no one has seen that, I mean, that is that is a phenomenal show. If you like LeBron or if you just like athletes or if you like athletes talking about behind-the-scenes type of things, Barbershop, I mean, that's just an awesome show. It won awards, I think, didn't it? I believe it did. I believe it did win a, uh, at least a few awards because it is it is pretty dope. You know, it's 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 raw. It's uncut. It's unfiltered. You know, guys just yeah. be completely honest, honest about things or women being honest about things. And they're sitting in a barbershop drinking wine and you may see someone with some clippers getting their hair cut. You may not see <laughs> no one get their hair cut. You just never know on the shop. So it's something to definitely tune into. And listen, if you have an old Xbox 360 Highly recommend getting either some some of the old NCAA games uh, for football or basketball. I, I've been playing NCAA 2K8 for basketball. A lot of fun. Head coach moving up the ranks. Very fun to do that. And I was looking for NCAA 14, which is the last college football video game they have made. And it is over $80 at most places. It is a very you know hot commodity. What? You just made me think about something. Got it. You have to. I think the don't make me do that. You have to do it. Oh, it is so fun. You get to you go and buy games that for NCAA football. Oh, you get to be a coach. You get to recruit players. You get to work your way up. So you're making me. I like. So you're gonna make me want to go and do that. (laughs) And it's a lot of fun. If yeah, if if you do like video games, I recommend back. Don't they need to bring them back? Need to bring them back. Bring back I wonder the if, game. So you don't think you can get them on PS4 or like Xbox? No, or like so, edition? no, I think you can only get them. I think they stopped making them uh, right before the new systems came out uh, or something like that right around then. So they're all for Xbox 360 or PS4 uh, or sorry, PS3. Um, so I highly recommend NCAA football, NCAA basketball, the 2K games. Uh, one is EA Sports, the other is 2K. Definitely get one of those. It is You can spend hours. And those games were so fun. They did such a good job with being a head coach and working your way up. Or I think in NCAA football, you can start as like a defensive coordinator, as an offensive coordinator. You can do road to glory where you start out in high school and you work your way. You pick a college and you work your way through college trying to win the Heisman. It's all, I mean, it's all awesome. <laughs> and if you were fighting yourself for it, go out and get one of those games. Order from Amazon, whatever it is, and uh, spend hours and days and weeks playing that stuff because that is a lot of fun man, uh, yeah the other thing well, I, I don't know work out drink water right work drink out water, the push-up challenge water. push-up challenge yeah just stay healthy I guess is the main point oh watch don't Women go. of Troy Ben Make sure Women of Troy that's what it was yeah Women of Make Troy sure. I'm gonna have to watch that with Cheryl Miller and the twins from USC yes sir that's a great one that was a great documentary uh learned a lot about uh USC and women's basketball too very impactful because it doesn't really necessarily start off with USC because it starts off with this team with Louisiana Tech. And I actually found out that Baylor's women's coach right now, she went to that team and she was pretty darn good. So, yeah, it's very informative, and I highly recommend that documentary on HBO. There we go. Those are our health and how to keep from being bored tips from posting the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Sports games, sports shows, watch some Netflix, drink a lot of water. Also, follow Shams on Twitter. He's been breaking a lot of coronavirus stuff. Yeah, he's being very responsible. And make sure you follow Stadium on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Zach Badgerhouse and Ben Wittenstein. And, you know, for more Stadium podcasts, you know you have to listen to Trash and Treasure with Amina and Felder. They come out every Friday, just how we come out every Monday, or at least we try to through this 
quarantine phase. Global pandemic. Yeah. Right. You know, so that, that about wraps it up for us on the Points in the Paint podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.